0: Bears Night in Chicago on the Black and Abdallah Show. WMVP, WSHE, 2 Chicago. Welcome
1: in, it's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at Scratch Public House in Forest Park tonight, hanging out for the next two hours. Black and Abdallah with you. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. TJ Edwards will join us at seven o'clock. So we'll talk to the Bears linebacker here and in person at Scratch Public House. Come on out, hang out with us for the next two hours. Also, if you're in person, you can get a chance to try and win a pair of Miller Lite Loft tickets for the Cardinals game, W, which is a W important game. If you're a Bears fan hoping for a playoff push, so if you're in person here at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. You have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Miller Lite Loft. Abdal, yesterday, the Bears win 28-13 over the Lions. Week 14, the Bears are now 5-8 and eight on the season. You and I were on four hours before the game talking about what the Bears needed to do to come out with a victory. They essentially followed the script. They, yeah. they played a great game, especially
2: in the second half. The defense was lights out. I said 27-24. I was close. I was real close because the Bears ended up scoring 28 points. My favorite part of this, and I'll talk to TJ Edwards, because I believe I mentioned this to him last time, is uh, in the second half because we had him on right after a game in the second half where they basically shut out the other team. And, you know, the Lions go, you know, it goes goes touchdown, touchdown, uh, and you're you're worried about them coming back. You're losing at halftime, and then... Something we haven't seen from a lot of Bears teams, especially since Matt Eberflus has been around. Halftime adjustments. Punt, 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 fumble, downs, downs, interception. That is how you make adjustments and you win a game. The Bears beat, and you and I have had them in our 5-up, 5-down that we do throughout the week here, usually on Wednesdays on Black and Abdallah, have had the Lions in and out of the top five. They beat a top 10 NFL team yesterday by two scores. Like, that is something I never thought I would be saying, the way the the season started. But this is a defense that have co- has come around. This is an offense that looks a lot better since Justin Fields came back from injury and had some time to heal the thumb. But also, you know, sit on the sidelines and watch a little bit. Watch the offense from a different viewpoint. And I think that right now, this is a team that... You know, they're only a three-point dog on the road against Cleveland, who's going to be starting a backup to a backup quarterback, and Joe Flacco, yes, he has a Super Bowl and all that good stuff, but he is 75 years old, and then you face the Cardinals, you face the Falcons, and then at the end of the season, you face the the Packers, if this team plays, and it's easy to say, if this team plays the way that they did yesterday, especially in the second half, I don't see why this team couldn't. Throw together a three to one record at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I see you on that, and and I agree. And like what I was impressed with the most in yesterday's game was you entered the half trailing. Yeah, it was thirteen ten at halftime. And how did the the second quarter end? The second quarter
2: ended the with the Bears' offense yeah. was scuffling along. Touchdown, touchdown by the uh, by the Lions, and you go down. And then we were all worried, like. My favorite thing to do is the very obvious thing of being like, "Well, this is about to be twenty to ten, real quick, because the Lions were going to get the ball back to start the second half, yeah. and then you obviously forced them to punt. You forced you didn't allow a single point by the Lions in the second half, and you scored one, uh, two touchdowns and two field goals yourself. Yeah. Four in
1: the six second possessions half. you scored, yeah." And, and I, I think the thing there is, you know, give a give a helmet sticker to the defense because out of halftime you force a three and out. Mm-hmm. So you get the football back. And the double possession at the end of the first first half into the second didn't really matter because your defense showed up. But then also, like, the way things were going at the end of the second quarter, you kind of looked at it, and it felt very obvious that things – we're starting to swing. Momentum was swinging. Uh, the, the Bears were not playing as well. They got off to a hot start, and you, it, it felt like it had the opportunity to slip away. Yeah. Something we've seen before. <laughs> Something we've seen before with this, this head coach and with this team the last two seasons. Against the Lions. And I think that's where the offense showing up in the second half, scoring 18 points, and the defense... Limiting the the high power Lions offense to nothing, yeah, no scores, and just forcing three and outs and playing shutout defense. I mean, that's where you look at what happened at halftime, and you have to give credit to Eberflus and the coaching staff and those players for showing up and changing the momentum and what we thought a game would be because 13-10 at halftime, things aren't going your way. The Lions are going to get the ball after, after halftime. Like, it just felt like they had an opportunity. It was going to slip through their hands once again. And instead, they changed the conversation. They changed how it went, and, and they're the team that scored. They're the team that played and yeah. executed well in the second half. That's, a, that's something I have to tip the cap to, to Eberflus and the coaching staff because we have not seen that as Bears fans in the last two years. Where the Bears make adjustments and yeah. they're the team that plays better in the second well, half. Well, you know we haven't seen we haven't seen them win out of a bye in ten years. Well, we we've seen a lot of holding on holding on uh, for dear life, hoping yeah.
2: that they can get a win and mm-hmm.
1: falling apart at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a huge win for the team yesterday.
2: Absolutely, and this is now you're looking at a defense, and there's still four teams that are left to play on Monday night, and the the, the you know the stats will come out next week. But this is a team now, and this defense is ranked 18th. In defensive DVOA, 18th, that's almost top half of the league. If this continues for the next four weeks, they will be a top half of the league defense. And compared to where they started at the beginning of the season, where they were towards the bottom in defensive DVOA, since week 9, weeks 9 through 14, what happened in week 9? Montez Sweat was added to the team, and he, he played for the Bears. They are ninth in points per game allowed. Fifth in yards per game allowed, fifth in yards per uh, in passing yards allowed per game, and second in takeaways. He's making a huge difference, obviously. Yeah. But this is now a team that you know. When we talked to T.J. Edwards a month ago, that he was like, "Look, it, we're coming together. We're gelling as a team." You know, the linebackers, like a lot of these guys, haven't played on the same team yet this year. This is the first time they're playing uh, as a unit together. So it takes time, and we're seeing that, and we're seeing the offense come together now too. Both sides of the ball, I thought, played not perfect football, but no team plays perfect football, right? Like we're doing a lot of nitpicking too. A lot of fans are doing a lot of nitpicking of Justin Fields in the offense, and not that of the defense. The defense played lights out, but a lot of nitpicking of the offense. Nobody plays a perfect game in the NFL. right? There's not a single – there's no such thing – as a perfect game in the NFL. This is all something that you build on, and yesterday was the start of that. We did the pre-pregame show like you mentioned. I said going into that game that to me this was the most important game of the next five because it means that you've now won two games in a row. It means that you've now won two games against the division. It means now that you have a chance to win three games in a row. But also, this was huge for them. We had the Jeremy Fowler uh, piece that was written before the game on Sunday morning that said that the front office is putting a lot into this game. You need to beat the Lions. And this game will go a lot into solidifying the future of Matt Eberflus as the head coach and as Justin Fields as the quarterback for next year.
1: And I think that's where you're impressed because they show up and they play well. And I I mentioned to you yesterday that I didn't think yesterday was a they have to win, uh, a must win type of thing because I didn't expect them to. I I thought with the final five games there that they could still get four of five and, and make a nice run and get to eight wins. We talked about yesterday, uh, a part of the, the cherry on top of the Sunday would have been beating Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit's the toughest team that was left on your schedule. Now, I know that Cleveland has a really good defense, but they're starting a backup to the backup in Joe Flacco. I understand we can get to his stats later, and he threw for three touchdowns. He's 75 years old. You can beat Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Joe Flacco. So, you know, what you were able to do against a very good Lions team, as you mentioned in the last 10 minutes, that this is a team that we had in and out of our top five teams in the NFL throughout this season. It's an impressive win. If Eberflus is considering two of these back-to-back, if they can go on the road Three. and beat – Well, what I'm saying is if they can go on the road yeah. this upcoming week and beat the Browns, now we're really cooking. We're really building something. And I think that's where the defense obviously is improving. And now we can kind of change this conversation to the quarterback and Justin Fields and what we saw yesterday. And, and what I've started to kind of come to the conclusion with, with Justin Fields in my head is that going 19 for 33, 223 yards, one touchdown, no interception, that's nothing to really write home about, right? The Bears get a win. Uh, Of course, we don't say that wins are a quarterback stat, but usually in these conversations, if a guy doesn't have them, it's a knock against his quarterback play. It's nothing to write home home about with the stats. Mm -hmm. I will point out, though, in the last five games, Justin Fields has thrown exactly one interception. Yeah. My friend, that's progress. That's a quarterback that's developing. Are the yardage uh, metrics at the place that we would like for a quarterback? Not necessarily. The touchdowns, are they eye-popping? No. He's taking advantage of the plays that are in front of him. I don't know. I
2: don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong. I'm seeing development in the quarterback. I absolutely see development in the quarterback because, you know, going into this game, we were looking at his stats and talking about his improvement. And uh, my my uh, mark for him was a series of, like, five things, right? I wanted to see the uh, completion percentage go up about five points. I wanted to see him have about five more touchdowns, five less interceptions, and obviously a lot less sacks. And I think right now he has been doing that. And if you saw, it's not just the numbers either. Like, we can look at those numbers, and that's real nice to see. You know, the completion percentage now, it came down a little bit after yesterday, but it's still about four points higher than it was last year. Um, his touchdowns now, he has 13 this year. He had 17 last year. So if he has a few more in each of these games, he's on pace to uh, to break that 17 number. The interceptions, 11 last year, only 6 this year. And the sacks, 55 last year, 32 this year. But I think the sacks are different, right? He's taking different kinds of sacks now. Like the sacks that we saw him taking last year and earlier this year was him holding on to the football too yep. long, not making decisions, and then ending up running into the line and getting sacked. I think he's getting the ball out a little bit faster now. I also think that the tight window throws and the velocity on the ball has been a lot better in the last two games. You look at a couple of those plays, you know, a couple of those darts to, um, to Cole Komet right at the first down marker. Like, they need a first down. Kokomet standing right there, and he darts it in there. That's where I needed to see improvement. Throwing into those tight windows. Not everything can be DJ Moore free, open, and then you're fine, right? Not everything can be a great pass to Darnell Mooney. That was a great pass. I'm not taking anything away from it. But I like to see the small chunk plays that get you first downs, that keep you on the field, that keeps your defense off the field. That's what I think he's getting better at as we go through this season. I think it's 35
1: fumbles he has to this point in his career in the three seasons. And and I would say that... I think fumbles are something that you can work on. The one thing you can't ever take out of a quarterback is a quarterback that throws the football away. If you're a quarterback that has tons of interceptions and you're someone that's always throwing it to the other team, I'm not sure if that's something that can be correctable. And I I think that's where this season I've really seen the improvement from Justin Fields is he's not throwing the football away. Now, he has taken bad sacks and he's fumbled the ball way too many times. Yeah. Both things he needs to fix, absolutely. But I think at this point we're starting to see progress, and we're also seeing the team win. Mm-hmm. So he's progressing, and the team is starting to play better. And I think that's all we asked for. You know, we asked for simple things heading into this season. We asked for this team in early December to be in the hunt. Are they in the hunt? Oh, it's
2: hunting season. Are we in early
1: December? Oh, it's hunting season. We asked this team. You and I both took the over on the number in Vegas. Oh, the number man. in Vegas was seven and a half wins. At this moment, do the Bears have a chance to get to seven wins? Yeah. Do they have a chance to get to eight? Mathematically, yes. Could they get to nine? Mathematically, yes. I don't think they're going to get to nine. That would be awesome if they did. But my point is we're in December. We're in the second week of December. Mm -hmm. And this team's going to have an opportunity to still go over the number that was posted in Vegas in the offseason. I don't know if it's as the sky's falling as we thought it was a couple weeks ago, if not a month ago. And I think that's where the quarterback's developing. And clearly, the head coach is getting this team to play well for him. And I think both things are happening right at this moment. I think
2: it's different when you say you're winning because of the quarterback and not winning in spite of the quarterback. Like, wins aren't a quarterback stat. We know that. But you can win... Because of your quarterback, and that's what they're doing that right now. He's extending plays with his legs. The touchdowns are there on the ground and through the air. They're winning because of him. It's not because the defense is scoring a bunch. It's not because the defense is giving them great uh, field position. They are the, the takeaways have been have been ramped up the last few weeks, and it's awesome. They're getting pressure on the quarterback, which is great. But Fields, even when he's got you know. Uh, when he has to go seventy-five yards, eighty yards, they've found ways to do that. He can get them into field goal range. You know, the a couple of the times, you know, they did go have to settle for a field goal coming out of the uh, second half when they got the ball after the defense forced a three-and-out from the uh, Lions. They had to settle for a field goal there, but then they came back and got the touchdown right after that. Right, so they're they're improving that way. You know, I, I will say this though, as we sit here on the Monday after. A very high-scoring game from the Bears. Not very, but 28 points is a lot for this Bears team right now. Um, going into next week, or this coming week, against the uh, against the Browns, I would not be surprised if they go back to the same game plan that won them the game against the Vikings. That The defense does not blitz as much, but they're still blitzing 25% of the time. It's adjusting to the game plan, and we can talk about Luke Getze, too, um, and, and some of his bad calls yesterday, but I still think that when you look at and zoom out and look at the game yesterday and look at the game against the Vikings and look at the first game against the Lions when Justin came back, that Luke Getze is drawing up winning game plans. The well, game plan is there. It's winning, is it not?
1: Yeah, it is. And, and my, my suggestion for Getze is when you're in uh, fourth and short, push forward. Enough of this stuff taking place behind the line of scrimmage. But you can, push forward. But you can learn. You've got a quarterback. You've got good running backs. You back, can learn. You've got great Offensive lineman who can block in the run game. Jenkins is a beast. I got a thing the on the offensive next. line. I mean, game. When we
2: come back from the break, I got something on. Getzi. All right, because push forward. I'm sick of the behind the line of scrimmage I stuff. I understand, but it's let me let me explain my thing on Getzi when We come back.
1: All right, let's talk Bears with you at three one two three three two three seven seven six. This is Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. Tonight we're at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. It's Bluck and Abdallah right here on ESPN one thousand.
0: from Scratch Public House in Forest Park, it's Bears Night in Chicago. Bears linebacker T.J. Edwards joins of Abdallah to break down the Week 14 battle against Detroit. Brought to you by Miller Lite on ESPN Chicago.
1: It's Bleken Abdallah. It's Bears Night in Chicago at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Come on by, hang out. We'll be here for the next two hours. TJ Edwards will join us at 7 o'clock to talk about the exciting win yesterday. The Bears beat the Lions 28-13. They're now 5-8, and eight, and Abdallah, they're putting together a run. And we were talking about this the last couple of weeks. There was an opportunity to put some wins together, and it's good to see that they're actually doing it. And how about this? Defense is playing Fantastic football right now. You had some questions though for the offensive coordinator,
2: Luke Getze. I, I don't have questions. I want thoughts. I want to defend him. Oh, okay. All I right. to, I will be the one that will defend Luke Getze. Okay. You know, if go you ahead, go, the floor is yours. Go back to the Panthers game. They won that game sixteen to thirteen. Did the game plan work? It worked. They lose the Lions game thirty-one to twenty-six. They put up twenty-six points. Okay, the defense is the one that uh, let the game go at the end. All right? 26 points. They lost 31-26. Then completely changes the game plan going from Justin Fields using his legs, which what was the first play of yesterday's game? Justin Fields running. Didn't work, but he went for it. Yeah. Okay? And we talked about how the game plan would be run Justin Fields because it's worked. For the last three years against the Lions, right? The past two years, I mean, the past three games, it's worked. You run, you can score, you can, you know, carve up this uh, Lions defense with Justin Fields. You go to the Vikings game, completely changes the game plan. Short passes, behind the line of scrimmage, screen game. Everybody was so mad, but guess what? They won the game. Then yesterday, they had the same exact game plan that they did against the Lions the first time, and it worked this time because the defense played out of their mind in the second half, and they shut down the, the uh, Lions offense, the vaunted Ben Johnson offense. They shut them down. Easy. A lot of I people know. are lusting
1: over Ben Johnson. Well, guess what? He A lost.
2: lot of lust. He lost our defense. Well, I know. Okay.
1: Iberflus got the best of them. Yeah, he that, did. That's the guy you want to be your head coach? And. For the future?
2: um, No. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: defense outmatched Ben
2: Johnson's offense yesterday. What do you you think of that now? They put up 28 points against the Lions, okay? Now let's see what they do against the number one defense in DVOA against the Browns. The Browns are very good in, like, every single category. They're a great defense. Yeah. Um, But to me, you can have mistakes. Every coach makes mistakes. Obviously, the fourth down play when they were running behind the Lions and didn't get it, I, not a good play. Earlier in the season, having Cole Komet under center, not a good play. Have they done it again? No, they haven't done it again. So I feel like the same thing can happen with Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. They're learning. And, go, and saying we've got to fire Getze and get rid of Getze, who are you hiring? Another quarterback's coach? Because guess what? Another offensive coordinator isn't going to come in. to be an, They're not making a lateral move. So you're going to have to get another quarterbacks coach, or like Waddle said earlier, you promote from within a quarterbacks coach who's never called plays before. You've got a guy who's had never called plays before, who's learning with this offense and growing with this offense. In the past three game four games, they've successfully executed the game plan and I'm, won. I'm not outraged. For the at, I'm not
1: plan. outraged at what I've seen from Luke Getzi. Has he been the the best offensive coordinator in football? And the answer is no. And we all know this, but I think you're. I'm leaning more towards your opinion that uh, he's been okay, and he's, he's learning on the job, and the offense is is getting better. And I think it all really started with the offensive line. The, the more consistency we've seen with the offensive line, mm-hmm. the better the quarterbacks look, the better that everything else has kind of fallen into place, because when Fields has time, he's made good decisions. It's rare that he's standing in the pocket with time, and he's – completely missing or making the wrong decision. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, that's where I keep going back to when people want to say the field sucks and then they need to go find a new quarterback. I keep going back to the idea of, like, in the games that he has been really bad, he's been beat up. He's had no time. Mm -hmm. He's flustered. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Like, that is what I see. And and what now I'm seeing is a quarterback who is more – um, composed and who has the ability to make decisions uh, for himself in the future, and, and especially be the quarterback for this team. And I think that's where things are exciting for us Bears fans. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tony in Mayfair, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Tony? Tony,
0: hey boys, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, we got you, Tony. What's up?
0: So uh, you're bringing up these hypothetical situations. I'm listening to hypothetically Bears go. And uh, win every game from here on out. Does Iberflus save his job? That's the uh, hypothetical situation that I'd like to hear.
1: I—that's what you're looking to, or no? That's he what wants you to, want to know. To he wants to know.
0: You know how this team is uh, run, ownership on the, all the way down. Yeah. Are they going to make that decision and keep him around? Give them some new weapons from the draft. You know, what do you guys think?
2: Oh yeah! If they win out, he's staying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's not even a question. I think that they could go. They could even go because I said it yesterday. They could even. I think if they go two and two, he saved his job.
1: You and I spent a lot of time yesterday uh, during commercial breaks messing around with the ESPN playoff machine. Yes. Uh, If the Bears win out, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, there's a very good. chance. It's very likely. Now, I will say that uh, the Vikings winning yesterday three nothing over the Raiders really hurts those chances. It does, yeah. Uh, so you're going to need the, the Vikings to slip up somewhere. But and, the Rams lost. But that, that Rams lo- losing to the Ravens mm-hmm. really helps out the Bears in the future. If we're living in this world where they run the table, yeah, you're going to get into the playoffs. You're going to find a way in if you
2: win out because you'll be at nine wins. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm telling anybody that will listen, last year doesn't count. Last year doesn't matter. This year is a blank slate for Matt Eberflus, for Justin Fields, for Luke Getze. Last year doesn't count because with the amount of, uh, of players that they added in the offseason with the draft, with the signings, Montez Sweat being here now, the fact that they now have five wins, if they get to seven, I think he's safe. I think if they, if they, if they win two out of the next four games, his job is safe. Now, this could all change. They could go one and three. They could lose the rest of the games, and then it's a different conversation. But as of right now, the way that Jeremy Fowler said that this organization was weighing the Lions game and winning two division games and then going on the road and trying to win another game against the Browns, I feel like this is a moment now where the way this defense is playing and the way the players haven't given up, the way they've, they've rallied and the way they've put together and went to the end of the season. Look, they just played the Lions. Last year, the Lions started 1-6, and, and people wanted Dan Campbell punted into the sun, as Shay Norling would say, and yeah. wanted him out. It okay? is what he would say. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And then, guess what? They <laughs> rattle off a bunch of wins. They're one game away from making the playoffs. They end up losing to the Packers, so they don't go They don't go to the playoffs. And Dan Campbell's the best coach since... since uh, Slice bread? Since is that sliced what you're looking for? Yeah. He's the best coach since was, Bill Belichick. Tim him and Bill Belichick, yeah. one and two right now. It was a neat day when we, uh, realized, when we realized we could slice bread. We could slice bread, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm not saying that they're gonna do the same thing, but there's a chance here with the way and you heard Montez Sweat talk about it and everybody else that's in the locker room will talk to TJ Edwards about it, that the players rally behind Matt Eberflus, and that is going to mean something to Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles. I don't as of right now, if I had to bet today, he's back, Fields is back. Black and Abdallah
1: here at uh, Scratch Public House in Forest Park. It's Bears Night in Chicago presented by Miller Lite. In 30 minutes, T.J. Edwards from the Chicago Bears will join us in person for the hour from 7 to 8. So we're looking forward to that. If you show up to Scratch Public House tonight, Miller Lite loft tickets are available. We have a pair to give away tonight. That's right. You've got to be here in person. A pair of tickets going to a lucky uh, person here in the bar tonight. Miller Lite Loft tickets, they are to the Cardinals game, which if you're a Bears fan thinking the Bears can make a playoff push, they can go on a run here. The Cardinals game will be important because you'll have to get that one at Soldier Field. It's one of the two last home games on the schedule. Uh, so Miller Lite Loft tickets here at Scratch Public House. We're in Forest Park. It's Black and Abdal. We'll talk to TJ Edwards in about 30 minutes. We'll take more of your phone calls at 312-332-3776. It's and Abdallah, Bears Night in Chicago.
0: Live from scratch, public house in Forest Park, it's Bears Night in Chicago. Bears linebacker T.J. Edwards joins Blockin' Abdallah. Brought to you by another live on the home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. That's right. We'll talk with TJ Edwards here at Scratch
1: Public House in Forest Park. We have a pair of Miller Light Loft tickets to give away for the Christmas Eve game against the Cardinals. You've got to be here in person to sign up. It's Blocking of Dollar. We're talking Bears football with you at 312 332 3776. We'll go to Jimmy Mack on the Dan Ryan. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy Mack?
0: What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Are, we really, are we really giving Luke the credit here? Guys. Yeah. Oh, guys, no. Guys, what, like, what are we doing here? Come on. I mean, this is, this is a guy who for the better part of two years has ignored everything that his quarterback does well. We saw them for a stretch of games last season where Justin Fields was cooking, like cooking the Miami Dolphins. He was hanging with the Philadelphia Eagles and you saw the game plan. Power run, put him on the move, play action and let him throw the ball deep. What does Getsy do in the offseason? Oh, we're going to ignore all that and we're going to come out and we're going to team around. Screen passes and short throws and whatever he thinks. <laughs> Green Bay's not even running this offense anymore because they've abandoned it for for Jordan Love. But but this is what this is the game plan that they stick with for Justin Fields. And just because you've seen a couple games where Fields has found a way to be good in spite of all that, now we're we're just going to ignore all that and be good with Getsy moving forward. Come on, guys. How many guy screens did so... they run
2: yesterday, Jimmy Mac? How many screens did they run yesterday?
0: Uh, less than they ran the week before. Okay, did 25. they win? Hold
2: on. Follow-up question: Did they win the week before? They did win the did, week so before. So did the game plan work? Did they score more points than the Vikings? Yeah, yeah. But okay, I'm then what are we? Then what which, are we doing
0: here? What did, what, it didn't look what pretty, Rex, though.
2: It didn't look good enough for you. So it's not. It's not. That's not good enough for you. It wasn't sexy. <laughs>
0: that was not good enough. He can, for me, he can no. alter. That's so like, him
2: altering yeah. the game plan and being able to change the, the opponent is a bad thing.
0: What, what, what do you mean he altered the game plan? He's finally running what his quarterback is asking him to do, and then the, the the week after he sees it works against the Lions, he goes back and calls twenty five screen passes against the Minnesota. What do you think they're going to do? They the won the
2: game, Jim. What do you want them to do? They they saw the first time that they played the Vikings, Fields was getting hurt, so was getting hit so much that he got hurt and missed a month of football. So they decided to run a game plan that got the ball out of his hands as quick as possible. They're short throws, but as Tom Thayer told us, they're just as long sideways throws as they are vertical throws. So what difference
0: does it make? They're running the they're running an offense to win the game. <laughs> Yeah, but when you're running an offense that the opponent can see what's happening. I mean, when you have Joe Buck literally saying, if you call the same play over and over again, they, couldn't, they eventually it out. They didn't it stop
2: out. it because they lost the game. Did the Vikings lose the game? I, they lost the game, yeah. Okay. Finally,
0: because, because what happened on the final drive? What did they do? They threw Dang. the ball down the field. Yeah, right? he adjusted, and they won. <laughs> with, with 55 seconds to go in the game. Mac, did, they game did they win the game? Jimmy Mack, did they win the game?
2: Did they win the game?
0: I'm not bringing that guy. Did Rex Grossman win against the Arizona Cardinals in 06? Yes, he did. It had well, nothing yeah. to do with the offense, though. They still won the game. <laughs> you can't bring that guy back. I'm not letting you do it. No more. No more talking about it. You've got to go. Thank you,
1: Jimmy
2: Mack. Appreciate you. There you go, Abdel. I just don't, you, do I you just feel don't better under- about that? No, I just don't understand <laughs> what people want. Like they, what you, you need to be able to adjust to your opponent. How is that a bad thing? Just because it didn't look good enough for you? They won the game. Do you not want to see wins? Oh, well, Fields isn't going to throw for, for 250 yards and, and uh, have two touchdowns. I don't want to win the game. It's ridiculous. It was the same conversation we were having last week. Remember last week after uh, the Vikings game?
1: how We were taking phone calls and people saying this, that, and the other and why they weren't playing well. And our response was, yeah, except they won the game. Mm-hmm. And now they're moving forward as a team. Putting together wins, and that's important, and that was something that we were talking about, and, and that's where you and I had the conversation last week where it felt like fans can never be happy because yeah. it didn't look right for them, right? They, they didn't think it looked pretty. It wasn't sexy enough. They weren't throwing for uh, 16 touchdowns yeah. in the first quarter, and everything else was like, hold up, they found a way to beat Minnesota, give them credit for that,
2: Mm -hmm. and then let's move forward after that and try and figure out if this team can actually put something together. Absolutely, and I think that you need to do that. Like, you need to be able to adjust. We saw... You know, the defense adjust in the second half, and they shut the, the uh, Lions out in the second half. We saw them adjust from the, the last game three, four weeks ago against the Lions. And we saw the Bears adjust from the first game against the Vikings to the second game against the Vikings. Like, that's what you want from your football team. I don't understand. And so what? What's the solution? Bringing in another quarterback's coach to be a first-time play caller and resetting the offense, and then Fields has to w- learn a new offense again? Well, it's even
1: Fields, but it's like those who are screaming for drafting a quarterback number one. Yeah, and You just want to always start over. And that, that was the conversation you and I had last week is like, it seems like Bears fans would just rather always root for a tank and drafting quarterbacks and starting over instead of ever actually building something. It's ridiculous. And it's something we were talking about last week. Let's go to Rich from Naperville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rich?
3: Hey, guys. Can you Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got yes, you, we Rich. Got go you. ahead. You know, it, it's really interesting. I mean, I listened to you guys all day long. And uh, I've been around for a long time with bears, and I'm back in Buffon and Dickus and all the rest, all throughout the ages. There's one thing that I want you guys to talk about. What is a bear? We look at all of our heroes that were a bear. They had a certain type of spirit that came from Papa Bear. And the only one that I have seen in the last 10 years from Peanut, Peanut was a real bear of Justin Fields. Somebody who is, who is uh, uh, not about himself, with a lot of ego, always trying to get better, trying to be creative, trying to be what a bear is. And we want to sit there and look at all the rest that are coming, Caleb, and all the rest of the, you know, the potential or generational talents, and how many of those ever fail. There's a special type of person with a personality, okay? Sure. And character that makes them a bear. The McCasseys got, got rid of a lot of people who have potential, but were not a bear. So when we start to evaluating the people that we want to represent our hearts, because we are all bears, we want right. to make sure that we get the right person in. That's all I want to comment okay. about. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, for thank for you for receiving Rich. my
1: call. Thank you, Rich, in Naperville. We appreciate it. You want a bear as your quarterback. We've got a bear uh, sitting in our booth with us. We do. TJ Edwards, linebacker for the Chicago Bears, he'll join us next at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite.
0: It's Bleck and Abdallah, live from Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Bears Night in Chicago, brought to you by Miller Lite, ESPN Chicago. It's Bleck and Abdallah, it's
1: Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at Scratch Public House in Forest Park, and we now welcome Bears (laughs) linebacker TJ Edwards to the booth. (laughs) How are we doing, What's up, TJ? Congratulations on the big win yesterday.
4: I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. I feel like
2: you... And Cole Komet, and I'm probably forgetting a couple guys that are from here that grew up here. Sanborn, there you go. Know what it's like to beat the Vikings and the Lions (laughs) two games in a row. that has got to feel good.
4: Yeah, no, it feels good. Um, Like you said, man, I grew up just, that was a, those were good games to watch growing up. You know, you had something against those teams, but... Um, anytime you beat a, like a division you know, opponent, it's a, it's a good time for sure.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, for people, you know, Abdul and I, we're both millennials, elder millennials now. <laughs> no. um, and, and, TJ, like for us, the Lions have always been a nice little cute team. Yeah. You know, like, like it's unusual <laughs> yeah, no to see no Detroit doubt. have a lot of success. And I think one of the storylines this NFL season is how good the Lions have been and their fans showing up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in the south. Uh, on the West Coast, yesterday at Soldier Field. uh, Your team has outplayed them seven of eight quarters, and yesterday you guys really took it to the Lions. And and I think that's a big deal because this Lions team, one of the more, I think, fascinating storylines of this NFL season is the success that they've had this season off of last year. and, And you guys just had a great game plan, and your defense lights out in the second half.
4: Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, tip your cap to what they've kind of done over there, and kind of what Dan Campbell has um, done to that team, and just you can tell that they're a, they're a, a crew that just works hard, man, and they just they don't give anything too easy. Um, but I think you know, coming off the, you know, the first game we we played them at their place, uh, we just kind of felt like we we left something there, and um, definitely a little sour taste in our mouth. So coming back home, and yeah, it was it was rocking. I can't lie, like the place was jumping. There was a lot of Lions fans there too. Um, Like you said, but I think we just really wanted to go out there and put on a a good performance that we knew we could put on and, um, you know, show a a complete, you know, team victory, which we did.
1: Was a part of the conversation leading into the game that you guys did outplay them the first time for like 95% of the game and that you have all the pieces there. Now let's just put it together and finish.
4: Yeah. I mean, I felt like it's probably 56 minutes of that first game, you know, Mm -hmm. that we outplayed them and... Um, but that is, you know, that's the beauty of the NFL is you have to, you have to finish these teams. And um, that was definitely on our mind that, you know, that entire bye week of coming off, knowing the, the challenge we had, but also knowing that, um, you know, maybe we, we kind of left something there that we, we felt like we had. And uh, we really just wanted to come home and, and put on a good performance in front of our home fans. And it was, it was an awesome time, man. It, it's, that's one of those where it goes exactly, you know, kind of how you planned. And uh, when it goes like that, it feels good for sure.
2: What adjustments did you guys make? At halftime, because their last two possessions going into that the second half or the, for the end of the first half, you know they had two touchdowns going in, mm-hmm. and then they got the ball back. You guys forced them to punt, and then yep. they didn't they didn't score the second half. What did you guys key in on in the second half that uh, that kind of shifted that momentum your way?
4: Yeah, I actually felt like they had some really good, uh, unscouted looks in there. You know, in the first half they were doing a good and and we knew coming in they're a running team, um, their O line is very good. Their both their backs are really good. And obviously you guys know uh Montgomery pretty well. But um, you know, coming in we knew that was their strength and they did they did some really good things with some, you know, different personnel and kinda of moving some guys around, kinda of getting some uh, you know, unbalanced looks and kinda of just kinda of messing with our eyes a bit, which we kinda of had a feeling they would do but I thought they executed, you know, pretty well in the first half, but, you know, we got in the locker room, talked about it, figured out kind of what they're trying to do, and I just thought we did a good job of just executing our job. And um, at the end of the day, that's that's kind of what we missed out on the first half, and we were able to lock that up, you know, in the second half. Lance Briggs works for
1: our radio station. Yeah. He's on our uh, pregame show for My the station. My favorite player growing up, man. Yeah, yep. he, he's the best. We saw him in the hallway this morning. Yeah. And one of the things that he he's talked about on the air and in the hallways is, like, at this point in the season, you guys know every play that the other team, especially a divisional opponent, yeah. is going to run. Yeah. Is that how how you feel when you face off against Detroit, especially for the second time?
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, those are – you know, that's normally the, the fun part about those games is it's like they – They got a good idea of what you're gonna do, but you also have a good idea of what you're gonna do, and um, it's really just good on good. You know who's gonna be the most physical, and that's, I mean, that's why I play the game. You know that's that's what I believe the game is built on is who's gonna, um, you know, impose their will on the man across from them. And I just thought I thought our defensive line all day was um, incredible, man, and and same for the offensive line. I thought they really just kind of held it down, and you know, as a linebacker, that makes your life a whole lot better. So I'm not complaining at all, no doubt.
2: We were doing the, uh, the pre-pre-game show yesterday, like four hours before the game starts. We're, on as, people, it, we're, on, we're on, on as people are walking. Celsius has yeah. cracked Yeah, yeah. oh, dude, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Celsius and the, the, everybody in, this, in the uh, stadiums doing beer bombs in the parking <laughs> yeah, lot and everything. Yeah, no, no. To us. And we were trying to put it into the air. We're like, TJ Edwards is going to get an interception today. <laughs> we're going to be able to play that interception for everybody. It's going to be awesome. It it's going to be yeah. great. You got the fumble recovery, yeah, so it. talk us through that play.
4: Um, It's one of those where, uh, yeah, I mean, they they fumble the snap. And um, normally the ball doesn't quite bounce like that. But it was actually like under uh, our nose tackle, Andrew Billings' foot. And that is a massive human being. (laughs) Um, And so I, I had to grab the ball and his foot at the same time. And he actually got like pinned by an offensive lineman. And I went up to him after, and I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, just like, don't fall on me. Please don't
2: fall on me. Please don't fall on me. I had to. Me. But
4: that's one of those where you just uh, you call it you're living right at that point. Where the <laughs> ball's kind of just bouncing there, and you got to just go get it. But um, I thought we were you know, fanatical about taking the ball away, and it was a good time for sure. Well,
1: it's helpful when they put it on the ground, and then they kick it towards. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, When did you 100%. notice that it was not only on the ground, but yeah.
4: here it is. It's right in front of me. Yeah, normally it gets snapped, and then like either yeah. the quarterback or the center like jumps right on right. it. Um, But I honestly think that – I think they they worried so much about Big Bill in front of them. Like, I mean, if I was snapping the ball, I'd be like, how how am I going to block this guy? (laughs) Like, I'd probably be thinking about it too. So um, I think he not only – did Billings like kick the ball a little bit, but yeah. he kind of messed up the play as well. So it was uh, a definitely. Pod- I give him a big thank you today, no doubt.
1: Tell uh, what it's like for for scrawny guys like Adam and myself. <laughs> oh, have no, have Never been man. down there. Yeah. Uh, no. What is it like at the bottom of the pile?
4: Chaos. <laughs> What's absolute happening? Ca- absolute chaos. <laughs> um, I actually have like a little like scratch like on my face because. Oh yeah. Pretty sure when I was down there, someone like scratched my face. Someone got through, through my, the helmet. Yeah, in yeah someone there. got through my helmet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's basically whoever whoever gets out there. I've seen like, I've seen just like fingers getting broken. Oh. Like it. it Hey, at the end of the day, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, we guy, work with are Yurko. Guys,
1: are guys talking down there too? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Trash talk? Oh yeah,
4: just like talking so much. Um, I think I would just be screaming, get off, yeah. "Get off me! Please get off me!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah.
2: Everybody, please well, get off of me. We work with Yurko. Yurko played for the Packers for like ten yeah. years, and so you know he's like, he's like, "Listen, you just grab onto whatever you can 100%. grab onto, 100%. and <laughs> you try to do whatever you can." And sometimes you're grabbing things you're not supposed to be grabbing, yep. and sometimes it, you're like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean like." You're We're almost like, ah, didn't You see some wild stuff down there. Yeah.
1: That's outstanding. And, you know, so the defense, you guys were on point in the second half. You give up no points. Uh, Take us to the first possession out of halftime because we were discussing about 25 minutes ago. Heading into halftime, as a fan, it felt like things could go in a negative way towards the Bears. And the defense shows up three and out and you made a statement out of halftime, you know, and the Lions played it well. They got the score at the end of the half, and they get the ball back. Usually that doesn't uh, bode well for defense. What what was the mindset? What were you guys talking about at halftime to come out of halftime and excel like that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, going into the half, we kind of had a little sour taste in our mouth because I feel like we, you know, we gave up a little more than we should. Um, But I think that's the the exciting part for us about, you know, our offense getting the ball first is knowing that, halftime that we get to go out there first and um it's our turn to kind of set the tone and, and things like that and I think we came out um first play they ran like a boot and Tyreek Stevenson made a unbelievable play to you know deflect the pass and that that put them behind the sticks and we were able to kind of determine that drive on our own terms but um that was our mindset man is we just wanted to be aggressive we wanted to um you know kind of stop you know guessing on what was happening and just go attack and, and just go put it all out there and I think uh Floos did a really good job of just kind of holding everyone together and um, knowing that we didn't put our, our best ball out offense, defense, or special teams-wise yet, and um, that it was going to come. And uh, we made that happen in the second half, for sure.
1: He's TJ Edwards, Bears linebacker. The Bears coming off a big win, 28-13 over the Lions. It's Bears night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Stop on by. We'll be here for the next hour. It's Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000.